0: Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Fountain Podcast. We pray that this message blesses you and helps you to see Jesus clearly, love Him deeply, and follow Him wholeheartedly. Let's dive in. I really want to talk about a subject that's really going to encourage you, stir you. Probably something that you woke up this morning saying, I want God to test me. Seeing if you're awake, second service. Let's go. We're going in today. And so imagining more faith um, in Christ when God tests us. Can I just tell you just right now is that when God tests you, it's to encourage you. It's to make you stronger. It's not to break you, but it's meant to build you up. I feel like some of the tests that we're facing today, God's going to encourage you. He's going to strengthen you in Jesus' name. Why don't you pray with me? God, thank you so much just for your word. Thank you for your spirit. God, thank you for your son. And, Lord, I know that I can only do so much up here, but, Lord, it's your word, it's your spirit, that transforms lives. And, God, I we, we want to align ourselves to your word this morning where it says in Isaiah that, God, when your word goes f- uh, forth, it never comes back void. So, God, we just receive that in person, online, that, God, that you would do something, God, in our hearts. So, God, we know the seed is good. So, God, but we're praying, God, the soil, God, of our hearts, God, will be re- ready to receive this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You guys ready for God's word? Come on. Amen. So some of you guys might know my younger brother named Michael, um, incredible guy. Uh, if you know him, he is hashtag fitness goals, okay? He's, let's just say he's a boss, Okay. And uh, he wouldn't want me to say that, but I'm saying it because I'm the older brother, so I can say those things. But I remember he was saying, hey, like, hey, <laughs> do you want to try, like, you know, like one of my workouts? And I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's funny, man. I really thought he was joking, like, no, 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 no seriously, hey. Because, you know, you know, we moved to Pleasanton, got a little, you know, home gym in the garage. Now, when I say home gym, I mean two dumbbells, <laughs> a bench, you know, just, just the basics, you know, Say, so, hey, let me give you a workout thing. Like, let me just, you know, get you going, right? I'm like, cool, I, I can do this, right? Truth be told, I wait like two or three weeks because like, you know, the, he's giving me these CrossFit hit workouts. I'm like, man, I'm going to hurt myself. Like, I don't want to be a meme, you know, on someone's social media page. And so, but I started doing it. He's like, hey, Chris, how's it going? How's the progress? And I'm like, it's, it's going well. It's, it's going good. And he was like, hey, so how long are you doing your workouts for? You know. 20 minutes, it was like 15, 17, but I want to round up, you know, just to kind of <laughs> confession time on a Sunday. And uh he was like, hey, that's great, but you could do 45 minutes. And I'm like, I, I mean, I could, but do I want to do 45 minutes? It's like, hey, let's work out together, we'll we'll do it together. I'm like, okay, here we go. I didn't fuck like out a choice, right? And so 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in. You know, you hear when people, like, want to, like, throw up as they work out. And I'm like, I might be getting at the 20-minute mark right now. Like, I just, I, I was just not feeling. But you know what? I did it, truth be told, all right, 40, 45 minutes in. And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh. I did not think that was remotely possible at all. And it really reminds me of our faith that in the same way that I wasn't able to get to that point, Unless my brother pushed me and coached me and got me out of that discomfort. In fact, um, I was doing some research on these workouts they had me do. They said, hey, normally when you start these as, as a beginner, hashtag I'm a beginner, okay? You start off at like 15, maybe 10 minutes, right? Because you don't wanna hurt yourself. Dude started me at 45 minutes. And I was like, bro, are you trying to kill me? He's like, no, I knew there was more in you, but I needed you to believe that you could do it yourself. And I feel like in the same way when it comes to imagining more faith, God has more in us, but we have to believe His word. We have to believe what God has spoken over our lives, and God does it in a beautiful way in in discomfort. So if you can, if you're taking notes, you can jot this down that discomfort is the catalyst to our faith growing. Discomfort can be a catalyst to our our, our faith growing. Now we know with discomfort. Nobody wakes up and says, I want to be uncomfortable today. Nobody wakes up and says, Hey, let me figure out some ways to make my life just a little bit harder. But God takes our discomfort and He can turn it into a catalyst for our faith. Now, as we go into God testing us, let's bring some clarity, okay? There are some things that we decide to do that it's not God testing us, but we just made a bad decision. Can we agree on that? Where If you drove 60 in a 35 and you got a ticket, you can't blame God's will on that. That was your own decision, okay? The good news is is that even in our failings, God can still redeem it. And so there's things that we've done to ourselves, things that, that people have done to us, but we can't blame God on those things. But also, there's this thing called temptation and trials, Now, the enemy wants to tempt us and to distract us and to give trials in our lives. So what? To take us away from the character of God, to trust in ourselves, to do our own thing. And that's not what we're talking about here. When God tests us, it's to be able to bring us closer to him. When God tests us, it's meant to build our faith inside of him, but we all know, even if we know the right answer, that even if God is testing our faith and building us in, it doesn't mean it's easy. Some of us, right now, we've been in a test, and some of us might feel like we're fatigued right now. We're just tired. We know God's in it. We know the Lord, we know the Lord loves us. We know that where he's taking us. But truth be told, you're just tired right now. And you're you're fatigued. Can I say that when we are tired, we have the potential to make our worst decisions? Even last night, it's like 10 p.m. I'm like almost on serum prepping. I'm like, man, I want to eat. Like I want some snacks right now. It's like I know the right answer, but it's like I'm just tired. I'm like, I didn't do it, thankfully, by the grace of God. But we know what it's like when we're tired and fatigued. We just start going to things that we know isn't God's heart for us. So we got to be careful when we're fatigued. we got to be careful when we're frustrated, where it just doesn't feel like, we know God's moving, but God, but where are you really? And we start filling our hearts. What Pastor James said was um, so timely, that if we're not careful, our hearts can become bitter and hardened, where we can say all the right words, but then our heart is so far from the Father. One of the ways that you know that, is that when one of your friends or someone in your circle is, um, God did something incredible in their lives, but you have a hard time celebrating with them. It's like, hey, praise God you got your breakthrough, but where's my breakthrough? Where's my miracle? Where Where is God doing that for me? So we got to be careful that we don't allow frustration, being cynical, pessimism to get into our hearts. So fatigue, frustration, for some of us, I struggle with this, is the frenzy. It's like, you know what? I'm going to have a self-made faith. Like, I'm going I'm to, like, put one foot forward. I'm going to go full speed. And really what you're saying is, God, because I don't feel like you're sufficient. I'll be sufficient. I'll figure this out. I'll map this out. And the problem is it's all in your strength. It's all in your power. And you get tired, frustrated. Then you're back in the frenzy. And it just becomes a horrible cycle. Can I just tell you, God has so much more than that. And just because when God tests you, it doesn't mean it has to break you. God wants to build you up. I think of someone like Joseph in the scriptures. Man, at a young age, Joseph was given a dream by the Lord. Now listen, he got a dream and he probably could have handled it a better way. He's telling his family, he's telling his bro, hey, listen, you're going to bow down to me. Our family's going to bow down. I mean, this is great, right? It's like, bro, listen, (laughs) we're going to give you another dream, okay? It's not going to be like that. So most of us know Joseph's story where, okay, he he received a dream from God, and then it was just smooth sailing from then. Absolutely wasn't. Like, he was rejected by his brothers, um, almost murdered by his brothers, sold into slavery by his brothers. He was put into prison um, when he did nothing wrong, yet God took him from um, prison to the palace, promoting him. And then we read at the end of the story. And again, I'm summarized. I wish I could preach on it right now. But um, he's at the end. There's been redemption with his brothers and his family. And then he's able to say to his family, What the enemy meant for good, uh, b- b- evil. The Lord meant for good. What the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. So did that mean that Joseph didn't have any troubles? that mean that Joseph didn't have any tests or trials? Absolutely not. But those tests that God had him go through not just promoted him, but his faith grew so much every single time. I'm just wondering today if the tests that you find yourself in today aren't an accident. I'm just wondering that the the test that you're experiencing right now, I wonder if God is in it right now. And he's wanting to take the things that have been fatiguing you and frustrating you and you feel like you're in a frenzy, but he actually wants to build your faith through it. I feel like God, through his testing, doesn't just show that he wants to teach us, but he wants to build us up. And so we're going to be looking at John chapter 6. And how Jesus tested the disciples, but specifically Peter. I'm sorry, Philip, in this passage, okay? So John chapter 6, go ahead and turn your Bibles there. And we're going to be talking about the nature of, uh, of testing, okay? So John chapter 6, verses 1 through 2 says this. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw him uh, saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. And so get this picture, right, that they... We're coming out of a miracle, and now they don't know this, but the Lord knows this, and we know this because now we have hindsight. Now they're gonna be walking into a miracle. Jesus is asking a question to Philip: What? Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? How many of you guys know that when the Lord asks us a question, it's not because He needs the what the answer. He's asking because He wants to get underneath the hood. He wants to get. Uh, he wants to get to where the heart is. Philip, you just saw the miracle I just did. Hey, where are we gonna buy all this food and bread? Like how are we gonna feed all these people? Do you know what the Lord's doing right now? He's really getting inside uh, inside of Philip's heart where are you gonna keep trusting what you see with your eyes or are you gonna trust in my character and who I am? See, when Jesus does a miracle, it's not just for the miracle. It's for us to see who's behind the miracle, the miracle maker. When when God is something significant, spectacular, it's not just about the promise, but the person behind the promise. And so, man, God can do anything, but who's the person underneath it? So, Philip, where? How are we gonna how are we gonna feed all these people? I just think it's so ironic, and I just think it's so funny of scripture. You see this picture. He's looking at what Jesus says later in John chapter six that I am the bread of life. Philip, what are we gonna do? What he's really says, Philip, look at who's talking to you right now. I am the source, and I am the substance. And so, this word "test" is such a great word because you see in the Old Testament, and the New Testament, it means to examine, it means to prove, it means it means to test. And specifically in this passage, it says, it determines which way one is going and what one is made of. And so God knows what's inside of Philip's heart. Jesus knows what he's trying to do, but he's trying to connect Philip to that same thing. And so look at Philip's response. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. <laughs> hey, I think I would have responded that way. Maybe you would have, do like, seriously? Because again, these are hungry people, potentially hangry people, right? Where, and you could make a point for the hangry part because they're, they're, they're following him. Where's the guy that feeds people, okay? And so they're going after him, they're trying to find him. And so, what is Phil's response? Man, even if we work for months, Man, we we couldn't we couldn't feed people like that that's crazy. What Philip is doing is he's revealing his 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 thinking pattern, his process. And so if you're taking notes, you can jot this down. Is that what tests do? Tests reveal. Where even though Philip has seen all these miracles, he's still thinking that they're limited and that they're scarce. And so we gotta be careful. That even in our tests, and even in the limitations that we're facing, we're not putting those same limitations on the Lord. And so how we think about our trial is just as important in like um, how we're, um, and actually what's happening in our trial. And I can prove it to you in uh, James chapter 1, verse 2, where it says this. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. It's so subtle. But consider, basically, how are you thinking about your opportunity for great joy? And and when you understand the significance of the context, is that the people, they were being scattered because of persecution. They were being martyred. And James, has the audacity to say, hey, when these trials come your way, this is how I want you to think about it. This is an opportunity for great joy, that your, 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 your perseverance is being developed. You know how you're going through your tests by looking at how you're talking and how you're thinking about it. So James is saying, hey, when you're going through trials of many kinds, consider it pure joy. Let's, let's talk about how we talk about this. Okay, so we see in in Israel where uh, they were sent out, Caleb and some spies, to scout out a land for the promise, and they were told to come back, tell me the report. Caleb said, hey, we got this, God's in this, let's do this. But then they received a different report, and it says this in Numbers chapter 13. But then the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are and they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that explored. You got Caleb shouting, hey, we got this. Let's go. And then other people are like, no, let's not do this. And what happened? A bad report stopped them from moving forward and taking territory. You can see what this test is doing in you by how you're talking and how you're thinking. Now, let me, let me, let, let me illustrate this. So Fun fact about me, I know you guys came here, just wanted to hear a fun fact about me, so here's the one I'm going to give you, okay, is um, I love water parks. Like, water parks, if it's winter time, let's go. I'm all in. And so I had to take my oldest sailor. We went to, to the Dublin Wave recently, and uh, she basically just hit the minimum like requirements to go on the tallest like water slides there. So as a good dad, I want to stretch her face, like, let's go, baby. <laughs> like, like you got this, Right. I would have listened if she said no, but I, I I knew she could do it, and so we went up we went up to the you know the tallest one, and uh, she's ready to go, and then I get up there and then I get a little nervous. I'm like, this is kind of, <laughs> this, this is kind of a lot. I'm like, and Lauren wasn't there. I'm like, I mean, she gonna kill me right now. I <laughs> just I don't know. Like, is this a good idea, and so she gets up there. I'm like, no, you know what? We're gonna do this. She's gonna be like let's let, let's roll, and so um. Sailor's right there. She's about to get on. There's a, a little boy, a little taller than her, that's about to go down, and he starts getting like the the jitters. Like I don't know if I should. I don't know. He starts getting nervous, right? So he goes down, and I'm watching Sailor's face, and she's you could tell she's like, I don't know if I want to do it now. Are you sure? And I told, hey, if you if you don't want to, don't don't worry about it. But I think you can do this, right? This girl gets on there takes the pole, just launches herself down. My hard job, because, you know, she's a little, she's just, like, you know, a little hiccup on there, right? Um, but she, her day was uh, incredible because, like, 10 staff members high five her. Great job! You did it! Like, I can't believe you did that! And listen, she could have listened to a bad report and not done it, but she focused in on her father. Follow- hey, you can do this. You got this. I think in the same way with our tests, if we're not careful, we can listen to the naysayers. We can listen to our flesh. We can listen to the enemy. We can listen to our insecurity. And even when it seems like it's really wisdom, it's really fear that's talking to us. So if we're not careful, we can allow a bad report. So this is how you know a bad report's happening, is that when you are seeing your life— sorry, when you're seeing the Lord through your life's circumstances instead of, the, uh, of your circumstances, through the Lord— If your God is getting smaller because of your circumstance, you've got the wrong report. When you have the right report, your God is getting bigger. Your God God is getting mightier. Because why? Because you're listening to the right report. So tests come, they reveal, and they help us to know where we are. But second, tests refine us as well, okay? So I want to take us to 1 Peter. And this is the context, okay? It says in the previous verses that... We have been given a great salvation. And because of that, we are born again, and now we have a living hope. And because we have a living hope, we can live with a great expectation of what's ahead. So therefore, Peter says in verse 6, So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure many trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold though your faith is far more precious than gold so when your faith remains strong though through many trials it will bring you much it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world so you get this picture that when our faith is being refined it's making us more like Jesus and what are we doing we're awaiting until he comes back again newsflash, he's coming back again. And so that's why um, the way we live our lives, how we spend our money, how we spend our time, how, how what we prioritize, it's all in light that he's coming back again. But in this passage, the part that I want to be specific on is that our faith is being refined even right now. And if you, which um, I, I'm, you know, I'm not a goldsmith by any means, but what I've been told, okay, when it comes to refining, the whole process of it is that the impurities of the metal are, are dripping away. The impurities of the metal is being refined. Why? So it can make the metal more pure and strong and enduring. And in the same way, God wants to refine our faith. He wants to take it from glory to glory. He doesn't just want to reveal it, but he wants to refine it. So what I want to do is I want to give us three ways of how our gold, um, how our faith is going to be refined. Now, it could be one of these three for you. It's not in in sequential order, but take one of these three and apply it, okay? So number one is that we need to give God access, okay? Give God access. David said this when it came to him refining his his faith. Put me on trial, Lord, and cross-examine me test my motives and my heart. I love that, because what David's saying is, I don't see everything right. Right. There's something that where I'm like, man, I'm probably missing something, God. There's probably some sin. There might be some insecurity. There might be some pride there, but you know what? Even if I can't see it, I trust that you're going to see it. So I'm going to put myself under the microscope right now, and I'm going to allow you to tell me what that is. Again, it's such a subtle point, but it's so huge, because we know what it's like to go from thing to thing, event to event, schedule to schedule, but we don't slow down just to give God access to those parts of our heart. I think for some of us, myself included, we're a little scared to go there sometimes, because we don't want to know what's there. But God says, hey, let me test your motives. Let me test your heart. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find some things, but I'm going to put the right things in there too. And so we got we to gotta allow ourselves to not deceive ourselves. No one can deceive us more than ourselves. So that's why we need the Lord. Hey, Lord, what are you speaking to me right now? What are you doing? So God, we, we have to give God access. Number two, we need to um, have alignment. So how many of you guys know that God doesn't just want to take something away, but he wants to put something there. He wants to replace it. It says this, again, when it comes to refining, Psalm twelve six: the Lord's promises are pure, like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. That word seven in the scriptures, it means complete. It means full. It means that everything in this world is constantly changing there are some things that maybe you believed years ago that you don't believe anymore. How many of us have said something that, you know, we said years ago, we, we wouldn't say again. God's word is not like that. It's pure. It's perfect. It's living. It's, it's alive. And so we need to align ourselves with God's word. And how do we do that? We get into God's word. We, we, were, we were at a conference, like I said earlier, and uh, one of the pastors, he had just done a, um, a session Uh, a little app session. And so afterwards, this went up, talked and wanted to introduce myself. And then just midway in the conversation, it wasn't awkward, but he just started going in. He started praying for me. He started speaking, um, you know, he started prophesying over me. And I was like, oh my gosh, God, this is resonating with me right now. You're speaking, you're doing something. And I got to tell you, for me, that was a word of heaven. And now I'm not just going to like, you know, have some you know encouragement feelings from it, but I'm going to align myself with that word this season. And so one of the things that's so important in our test is that we just don't get through it, but we have God's word inside of us. And so we don't have to wait for a prophetic word. If we don't know what God's saying, then look at what He said. And so get into his word. Get, get, get the scriptures inside of your heart because we got to know what God is speaking to us. Okay, so access, alignment, and the last one, this might be for somebody, action. Okay, action. There comes a point in our test where we give God access, there's alignment, but at some point, the truth of what God is speaking to us, we need to make decisions based off of that. There's got to be a, a moving towards God. There has to be something where it's not about our behavior, but God's word will move us to change our actions in some way. And so I think about, I think about Meshach, Arashach and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3, where King Nebuchadnezzar, again, they are in Babylon. That is not God's, um, God's house. And so Nebuchadnezzar said, hey, if you don't worship me, like That's it. You guys are out of here. I'm going to take you out. And so they're like, no, we're going to worship. We're not going to worship you. And this is their response to King Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. Here's, my, here's the best part. Even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. I love the conviction in their hearts. I love I love just the resolve. It's a, hey, we're not going to worship you. That's not what we're going to do. But even if he doesn't rescue us, even if he doesn't rescue us, I know who my God is. And the reason why that's so important and when God refines us is a lot of times why we get stuck in our tests is because we want God to do it our way. Do you think they chose to go into a burning furnace? Who, who wants to go into what would be their death? But when we trust God and we let him refine our motives, we stop saying, God, this is how you want to do it. We go from, no, God, do it however you seem fit. And I'm just going to trust you in the process. That's how, that's what we want our hearts to be. And we read later on this scripture that the three of them got in the fire. They cranked up the heat. And not only were they not hurt at all, but there was a fourth one in the fire. The Lord was in them in the fire. And I, can I just encourage you this morning, no matter what test you find yourself in, God is in the fire with you. And He's not just testing you to try to—yes, te- He's teaching you something, but He's bringing you closer. Every test doesn't just build your faith, but it builds intimacy with Him. I must believe in today that the test that you're in right now, the test that I'm in right now, God is just building um, not just um, not just afflictions in your life, but affections as well in the process of it. So remember is that when God tests you, it's for your benefit. He's not trying to break you. He's trying to build you in the process. And how we go through how we go through our tests. Look at your words. Look at your thinking. Let God refine you. Give him access. Align yourself with God's word. Make decisions according to the truth. And here's the most important part. Just trust God. Just be faithful. This is so funny. <laughs> um, again, I'm doing like one of these workouts yesterday that I almost died yesterday again. And my, my daughter, she's so funny, man, Selah. Um, I'm like 30 minutes into my workout, and I'm, I'm, I'm super tired. She said, hey, Dad, you want to race? I'm like, of course you'd pick on me when I'm 30 minutes in. And not just does she want to race, but she's on her scooter too. Do, do, do you have the picture right now? And so and she's like, I won, right? And I'm like, baby, I'm so proud of you. But I told her, hey, I'm not trying to win right now. I'm just trying to finish And I thought, man, what a great picture that when we're in the fire. God hasn't called us to be first. If anything, he's already won the test for us through Jesus. He died. He paid the way for our sins. He rose again. We know the end of the story. So our job isn't to be first. Our job is just to finish and and to finish well. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you, God, that even when we get stuck, Lord, that you are the one that can get us unstuck. God, even when we are tired, God, you are the one that refreshes us. I pray, Lord, God, for those, God, that find themselves, God, in a test, Lord, where they feel fatigued. They feel frightened. They feel frantic, Lord. God, they feel frustrated, God. Lord, I pray, God, just for your spirit, God, to refresh them today. God, and let them know, God, that you're in the furnace with them. That, God, that you've not forsaken them, but you love them and you see them. And I pray, Lord, that this would be a time, Lord, that they wouldn't retreat back. But, Lord, that you would refine them, Jesus, in their hearts. If there's anyone here today with everyone's eyes bowed and heads closed, if you've never allowed Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I got some good news, friend. He died the death that you should have died. He lived the life that you should have lived. And he wants to give you a new life through Jesus. If you've never received the forgiveness of your sins, and if you've never said yes to Jesus, I'm just going to ask that you would look up at me and just raise your hand. And I want to agree with you right now in prayer that the Lord would bring you home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you, God, for every single person here in person and online. I thank you, Lord, that, as I said earlier, your word does not go void. So I pray, God, that as we leave this room, God, God, as we leave our homes today, God, that, Lord, there be a greater sense of your presence and your direction, God, in our test, God. That, Lord, the tests aren't forever, but, God, your love for us is. So, God, help us to lean into your character and what you're doing and speaking. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Can we give God some praise right now? Come on. Thank you again for tuning in to the Fountain Podcast, where our heart is to lead people to see Jesus clearly, love Him deeply, and follow Him wholeheartedly. You can also find more content by following us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and by downloading our app.